group. You're with the group. It's like, the exact scenarios from the movie. Yes. Yes. You got the companionship. You can talk to people. You can try to figure things out. You're freezing your ass off. Every moment. Which but would kill me. They weren't freezing during the day, though, unless it was a blizzard. I mean, the sun would come out, and, and you know, they were... But they would go outside the fuselage and, and hang out and get exercise and stuff like that. And but if you were on the island, you have no chance of getting off the island. Well, unless you, you can figure out a way, you know, unless it's one in a million. Message in a bottle works every time. You know, like building a raft. Or a portalette like he used. I would take the, I would, I would take the chance of dying. No, give me the island. And wait for, like, a Club Med to open up there. Yeah. <laughs> Hedonism, something like that. Yeah, and then you'd own it. That's right, be your island. Dave, I would fancy you as a guy who would take the the uh, the plane crash, the mountain plane crash. Yeah. Because I just would like a chance to eat some ass. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yuck. So we're having trouble mixing with Gordon? Yeah, there are technical difficulties, apparently. Hmm. Well. Scott Jones is working feverishly, so he should be on the air in about an hour. Hey, speaking of dying, there's a thing, because we got to go play golf, so I'll bring this up with you guys real quick. Did you guys see the um, the story on Monday, where some lady in Seattle got up on the bridge, 160 feet above the uh, canal up there. Yeah, I did hear about this. Okay. So she gets up there. It's 6.20 in the morning. She's still up there three and a half hours later. Causes a traffic jam nightmare beyond all traffic jams, both ways. It gets to the point where people that are stuck in their cars, uh, in their cars are screaming for her to jump. Just get her over with. And a sign's going up, jump, 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 jump. Did she jump? She jumped at no 912. She's one of only, she's one of three out of ten to survive the jump. Really? In the 60s. 160 feet down. She, and you know, they had the, um, they had the rescue boats down in the, down mm. the bottom there, right? She comes back up feet first. She's, you know, she's got internal injuries, all that kind of stuff. And they're not they're not going to fine her or arrest her for, um, well, like not disturbing the peace, but just being a whip to society. Right. First of all, it's kind of funny that people are telling her to jump. It's kind of funny she lived. Was she trying to die? Yeah, she wanted to commit suicide, which I think got to be one of the worst ways to go. Yeah, Why I'm would not... anybody do anything besides sleeping pills? I know. Why do you want to, why do you want the why? chance? Why? Okay. What you, you know, she's she's gonna be a vegetable, man, or whatever. Oh, she is. Well, I don't know. She's got she's suffered a spinal fracture, chest. Okay, and there you go. Injuries. There you go. Spinal fracture, so she's gonna be a quad or whatever. You could maybe paralyzed. Probably. Now she's paralyzed. Now the rest she of her really life. wants to kill herself, doesn't she? Now she's got no shot at doing it. And now also, she can gnaw her shoulder off. <laughs> why go to a place that's really public like this? So she could have people like talk her. They had negotiators like crazy down there trying to talk her off the ledge. Literally. How old is she? Uh, 26. Whatever that noise is back there, Scott, I think you're trying to have us mix. I don't think it's working. <laughs> Sounds like a big echo. But anyway, I thought that was real interesting that, first of all, the people were cheering her demise, like, get the heck off the bridge so we can move on, because morning commute, this sounds like San Francisco, yeah. where it's two, it's two hours both ways. You spend four hours out of your waking day just in a car doing nothing. <laughs> well, it's the whole, it's the whole if, like if I'm driving around and there's a huge traffic jam and I'm backed up for like an hour and I know there's a wreck up there, 
I want to see what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I want to come Make up to the wreck and, while. and check out what the hell happened. You want to see alive up there. You want to see them people yeah. eating body parts. You want to see why you're stuck in traffic for an hour. So why wait three and a half hours then jump? Maybe she didn't have it in her. Well, she obviously did. She needed to get up the nerve. And obviously the negotiators had nothing. I was sorry. Because they had three hours to talk her down and couldn't do it. So they should be fired. <laughs> what were they doing? Talking to her on a bullhorn? Hello? That's not very personal. Well, they were no, they were right there. I mean, Hello? she was hanging on a leg. Yeah, they can't hear you. And the no, I, we can hear him. We can hear him. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll pop off then. Well, you just you sound like total ass. What? He doesn't sound sound like a nice guy to me. <laughs> What's the problem? It's very tinny and echoey and and uh, overmodulated. You sound like you're on a short wave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you sound like you're on a an island, like somewhere. a heat kit. Right. So you sound like you're on. And I'm barely hearing you guys. Mm. It's interesting. And you're well, sure that we're not looping back here? You've got them panned where they need to be? Okay. Panned. Jargon. It sounds like the rant has a lot of issues to work out, but... We should probably let you have time to work them out, too. <laughs> What's that? Because <laughs> we, we have to go play some golf. So where are you at, Gordo? I'm at Circuit City in Frisco. Oh, that's your favorite place. I love yeah. Circuit City. So, um, what can we expect from you today? Uh, two hours of rant-type broadcasting. Anything you want to tease? Uh, yeah, the stuff that we're going to do. In particular? <laughs> I don't know, bits and uh, stories. David Lane. Well, tickers, 10, 30, and 50. With Layla. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. So. So, Dave, anything to add? Um, no, no. Let's end on a high. <laughs> okay. What yeah. you got? This is ramp up the way we're going and just end right now and keep the momentum going. But well, what's the story back there? What were you guys talking about? I don't want to reissue this. No, we've already... You can reissue it with, uh, with Dave. Davey knows it. I've already explained it too many times, so... Okay. I can't do it, but Davey has it, and all that and more is coming up next on The Rant. What? Keep the momentum moving. Into The Rant on the ticket. All right, thanks, guys. Dallas... <laughs> with Gen X David Lane and Gordon Keith... I'm the Gordon Keith half, and the other guy who's about to talk is Gen X Davey. I'm the Gen X Davey half. Hey, what's up? Nothing. All right, well, good. You're at Circuit City? Circuit City up here in Frisco. Wow. And I swear it's been built up even more since the last time I was here. Yeah, I think a building a day is what they're averaging. This is like a whole new metroplex down here. They've got every business in the world. Yeah, that's where, uh, that's like uh, the, the new downtown Dallas for white people. Is that what they're promoting it as? Yeah, I believe that's the official uh, city uh, edifice. What? And I looked at a sign. There was a sign, I guess, up here on Preston Road or some such. Mm -hmm. That said, uh, I think it's 19 miles to Sherman. You know, I think I'm going to buy a house in Sherman. I'm going to just beat the rush. I bet you everyone's already beat you to it. Think? Yeah. Damn it. Where Hold on a second. Can you get a flathead screwdriver? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. What do you need that for? Oh, uh, the uh, the headphone. I'm uh, gonna fix it. Thing is falling. Oh, okay. Little mouthpiece. Thought you were gonna open a can of paint or something. No. Uh. -uh. <laughs> so uh, what happened this weekend? I guess the one night of the weekend you've experienced. Oh, I uh, saw 
the polyphonic spree last night at Gypsy Tea Room. Tim DeLauder's band. Yeah. Old uh, Trip and Daisy lead singer. And uh, how'd that go? That was fun. They're, they're great to see live. Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're, I don't know if you've seen them yet, Gordon, but they're just so dang happy. You just can't not have a smile on your face when you're at that show. Drug! Now, is it DeLauder or DeLaughter? I've never known. Because his, his nickname used to be Don't Stop. That's funny. I get it. That used to be his nickname, which always made me think that it was pronounced the other way. But then I've also heard people say DeLauder. You know what? I try and go through life never saying his name so I don't run the risk of mispronouncing it. You know, I've always done that, too, up until this point. Why don't we get them up on the show? Well, they're, they're like a 30-piece band. I don't sure. Know. Squeeze them all on the yeah. on-air studio. Well, don't they have a scaled-down version? I imagine they do. I don't know. Just lead singer and acoustic? Yeah, but it wouldn't have the same effect. No, I guess not. Well, all right. Well, good. I'm glad you had fun. Where were they playing? Huh? Where were they playing? Uh, Gypsy Tea Room. Are we late, Scott? Are you keeping an eye on the clock? Okay. Are we late? I don't know. I'm asking him. Not bad yet. Well, no, are we late? Uh, isn't there a, yes. a point where music okay. is supposed to come on and to have us go to break? Is that not your job? Yeah. Jeez. All right. This is the ticket. I said it before and I'll say it again. We live here. Life moves pretty fast. We eat here. You don't stop and look around once in a while. We drink here. You could miss it. We chase skirts here. Right, man? We follow the teens here. We cut people off in... You know, Circuit City? That's where I am. I'm up in Frisco. It's now open. It's the grand opening, and it's your chance to win a pair of season tickets to the Dallas Cowboys and tickets to, an up, to upcoming shows at Billy Bob's, Texas. It's all going on right here at the New Circuit City in Frisco. We're located at the northeast corner of Highway 121 and Preston Road. Stop on by and see us. Uh, and if you're looking for a TV, a camcorder, DVDs, CDs, whatever it is, stop by Circuit City in Frisco. We're going to be here until noon today. And we also got some uh, ticket chicks out here, the new guys guides, and we got some giveaways registering people for our own prizes. Wow. Yes. This is The Rant with Gen X Davey and Gordon Keith. You're out by the uh, Stonebriar Mall, are you not? Is that what that place is called? Yeah, the big mall out there. Uh-huh. Have you been? But that's not the newest one, right? There's one in Plano that's the, new the newest one. Yeah, that's, well, it's not Plano. It's off of the tollway called Willow Bend. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's kind of uh, West Plano. Uh-huh. I guess. But yeah, that's uh, that's cool too. But Stonebriar's bigger, I think. I haven't been in either of them. I think the last mall I was actually in was uh, Preston Wood. <laughs> that thing still around? No, they finally closed down that Neiman Marcus up there. No. Did you like, I guess when you're teenagers, don't teenagers like malls? Yeah. When I was growing up... Uh, go hang at the mall? Yeah, we'd go hang at, at Northeast Mall or Irving Mall or North Hills Mall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were all so just average and disgusting compared to the malls now. You know? Right. I mean, because everything back then, the malls were, you know, all earth tone. And, you know, they really didn't spend a whole lot of money on construction. You know, the, the ones now, they have, you know, huge skylights and exposed metal and brick. And, you know, they're, they're full-on architectural projects instead of just buildings with stores in them. Right. 
Uh, that stone bar is pretty cool. Well, you'll stop in there. What I do mean, you think of the chances of me stopping in there after the show are? Uh, next to none. That's probably right. That's about right. Sure. Yeah, because I can get everything I want right here at Circuit City. That's true. As long as it's somewhat related to electronics. You know, I guess Circuit Cities are kind of guy stores. Because these are, this is one of the few stores that I actually enjoy going in and looking around. But it's not something that my wife really likes to browse around. Well, chick, chicks don't like gadgets. I wonder why that is. You know what I think it is? I think gadgets give them tired head. And uh, a lot of chicks, for most of their lives, their daddies or boyfriends have always handled the repairs and the technical end of things. Yeah, and wiring their stuff when they move. Right. Yeah, how many times? I, I don't know of hardly any chicks who can hook up a full AV system. Right. And you have to go through the whole... Like, it, you know, if you're dating and, you know, you've got a new girlfriend and she starts spending time at your place, you got to go through the whole tutorial on how oh, to use your system. I hate that. I can't stand that. And they get so confused. You'll get a call. They'll be like, I'm trying to watch a movie and I can't figure it out. <laughs> and I hate leading them through it on the phone. All right, you see the, uh, the remote. It's the big remote. Right. No, not the one with the blue buttons. That's to the other VCR. You see it? Okay, now there's a button in the middle somewhere that says input. Okay, you need to punch that twice. <laughs> Wait, I can't... You mean you mean the remote for the, um, for the cable box? No. No. All right, do you have the TV on channel three? How do I do that? Make sure you get the other remote, the TV remote, and make sure you hit TV. Make sure you're controlling the TV, not the VCR. Okay, I, I did it, and it's not doing anything. Do you have the right remote? Oh, I, I think so. What, what is it supposed to say? It says, it says Panasonic. Okay, no, you need the Sony remote. Okay. Now, what do I press? Okay, did you press... There's three buttons up top that say TV, VCR, and cable. Okay, press TV. Okay, it didn't do anything. Well, now you got to press the channel. Make sure it's on channel three. How do I do that? Do I need to press in... Three, or do I push the channel up and channel down? Either way, whichever you're more comfortable with. Okay, I press three, and now it says three dash okay, in uh, the top right-hand no, corner. Need, you need to press in O3. Okay. All right, now i got a blue screen. Okay, now you're on the input screen, so now put that remote down and pick up the VCR remote. Okay, I picked it up. Okay, now if you press play, the movie should be there. Okay, I press play, and it's not doing anything. There's still just a blue screen. Okay, well then... I don't know what you did wrong. You messed up my videos. System. Do I need to turn the VCR on first? Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. And they always call you right when you're at work in the middle of something. <laughs> the worst is my mom. Oh, my mom is an absolute uh, technical idiot. Yeah, my, I, I think my mom will give the minimal amount of effort and then she'll just give up and walk away. Well, th well, no, that's what they do, where a guy will have to step in and, and correct the mess. And they don't really... This is the thing. They don't pay attention to the tutorial. They listen with half an ear and then they still can't do it and then you do it for me. Women want all their technical stuff done by guys. I don't know why that is, but I, do chicks like... Do you notice women with Palm Pilots? Not really. I mean, that's kind of a really guy gadget. 
I mean, my girlfriend has one, and she likes it, but it just—it doesn't seem like it's something that you see a lot of females have. All right, why would men have different minds than women on that? Why are men attracted to those sorts of things? I mean, how does that relate to hunter-gatherer or anything like that? I don't know. Why, why are chicks attracted to fabric? I don't know. Yeah, why would they be attracted to fabric and guys aren't? And guys are attracted to stereo components and technology and HDTV. Like, like, I tell you what really bothers me is, you know, when I watch a movie, I want it to be the best quality possible. Like, I like watching things on TV and I like making sure the TV is set up with, you know, the proper color correction and things like that. And my wife can watch a movie on a eight-inch black-and-white television with a two-head VCR and a tape that's been gnarled a few times. And it doesn't bother her. Just the interference scrolling up the screen. Right. But I, I can't stand that. I will not watch a movie if I have to watch it in those conditions. You know, it, it drives me absolutely insane. Uh, I've got, like, some kind of wiring mess in the wall of my apartment, mm -hmm. and it creates electronic interference. And so whenever I have my, uh, my stereo tuner on, mm -hmm. you know, and I have the, the VCR routed through there to watch movies and all that, it, after you have it on for a few minutes, it just gets this electronic hum below ev all the audio. Dull. And it drives me absolutely insane. And then it gets to the point where this, sometimes the speakers or the, the uh, tuner will cut out because it's, you know, it's driving too hard. And so well, what, uh, you have to turn it off and start over. Is it well ventilated? Is that the thermal shutoff that's going on? No, I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's just, it's just the electronic over, uh, interference is overloading it. Huh. And I've, I haven't tried putting it against a different wall, but I've, I'm just resigned to the fact that my apartment sucks, so. Now, come on, Dave. You have had some problems with that thing. Yeah. Hmm. When'd well, your lease up? Uh, not till March. Hmm. We still have Freon shooting through the wall. <laughs> well, you mean like as a cannon onto your bed, just like a fire hose? <laughs> no, no. In in the bedroom, there's a uh, there are Freon lines in the wall that run to the uh, AC units on the roof, mm -hmm. and uh, they're like bends in the line. So when the Freon pumps through the uh, you the can hear lines. You can you can hear it squeaking yeah. through. All right. Do we have any uh, calls ringing right now? Yeah, we sure do. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. Hey, Gordon. Hey. I want to defend my wife. She has a Palm Pilot. Oh, she does. Now, does she actually know how to use it, or is it just merely an electronic Rolodex to her? No, she uses it for her school all the time. So she downloads things into it. Yes, from the internet. Well, the, she's rare. Well, she downloads fun things from the internet. Fun things? Yeah. What are bags. fun things? Mm-hmm. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Hello. Hey, I got a quick question. I was wondering how Davey likes to spell his name. Is it D-A-V-Y or D-A-V-E-Y? Because I... I think there's an E in it, isn't yeah, it, Davey? Yeah, E-Y. There is an E in it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I got, I got a question. How come a woman wants to um, uh, do tickets on the, on the sport ticker AM? That's what I can't get. All right, we'll decipher that question and answer it next. 1024 on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. 
We're going to put all these female questions to our new ticker person, Layla, coming up next. The ticket. The ticket, the rant being broadcast live from the Circuit City in Frisco. We're on the northeast corner of Preston and 121 in Frisco. Stop by and see us. It's their grand opening, so they have a lot of deals going on right now. And stop by to figure out how you can win a free D Oh, not win. You get a free DVD player with the, with the purchase of any projection TV. I thought you were going to say a progeria TV. No, uh-uh. They discontinued those. No. Yeah, those are kind of old and out of date. All right. Uh, joining us right now is, uh, is Suzanne still on the phone? Yes. Okay. She's our special guest commentator for this next story. Your sweet wife. I don't know that we're officially married. We kind of call each other husband and wife. Well, you're common-law. Yeah. So, um, did you hear us uh, talking about... Were you actually listening to the show? Well, I wasn't right before you called. I had a phone call. Oh, uh, okay. She never listens, Dave. Uh. I doubt she could even tell you what frequency we broadcast on. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah, what frequency do we broadcast on? 13-something. <laughs> Can you name all three frequencies we broadcast on? Yeah. All right. I think. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, what's up? Well, what's the obvious one? Well, 1310. Okay. 1700. Okay. And 10-something, 104, 105. All right, thank you very much for that. <laughs> 1041. There you go. All right, we were talking about how why girls are technical idiots. Oh, okay. And and like uh, how many times do, does the guy have to be called over when the girl moves into a new apartment have to set up her TV and stereo and stuff? When would a girl ever learn how to do that stuff? Well, that's the question. Well, they don't. When do guys ever learn how to do that? They learn it by doing it. Right. Well, they learn it because it falls onto their shoulders to learn that. Guys don't learn girl stuff. Unless they have to. Well, because that's boring stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, but, but I mean, when, when you go into a new apartment, you don't have to necessarily pick out new fabrics, but you do have to set up your TV. Right. So why why don't girls why aren't girls forced to learn that? Because I mean, that's how have, guys are. Because girls have guys helping them move, so they're going to go ahead and just set the TV up while they're there. Yeah, but don't you admit that a lot of women do the uh, the guy is explaining to them how this works and how they're going to set it up next time. Yeah. The girl gets tired head halfway through it and just says, you, you just do it for me. Yeah. Why do they do that? Well, I don't, I, I know from me, I don't think I'm inclined that way to, to figure that stuff out that way. But guys, I don't know that necessarily are naturally inclined that way either. They just have they to are. do it. I, I think men are more inclined that way. All right, what would cause that? Genetics. Gay? That's it. Do gay men okay. set up their own TVs? Or do they call over other gay men to do it for them? No, they can afford to have somebody come in and do it for them. Okay, now that's a stereotype that all gay men are rich. Well, I'm more. <laughs> they save all that money on condoms. <laughs> what? Gen X Davy. Okay, that was a little offensive. Apologize for David's comment there. All right, here's the next story that I want to... And also Layla as we convene our female panel. Greetings, Layla. I can call Erica, see if she's Yeah, on call board. Erica, too. All right, Hello. Here. Is this Erica? No, hang on. Oh, that's Layla. Yeah, that's Layla. Sorry. That's Layla, how old are you? I'm 20. Oh, so wonderful in 20. You All can't right. even drink yet, can you? Nope. <laughs> how tall are you? Uh, I'm 5'4". How much you weigh? 127 on a bad day, 125 on a good day. What kind of day are you having? A 126 day. Really? 
I guess. I haven't weighed myself this morning. Are you unspoiled by man? Yes, I am. I think that's a lie and a half right there. I think it's the truth. Really? Really. You came, you, Thank you're, you for calling. you're claiming that you're a Virginian. Yes. Huh. It's fact. Well, can we select a person to confirm? Like a doctor or something? A I have, doctor? I, I, yeah. have a, I have a sharp stick in here. No, David. That's, that's nice. David, really. I don't think that's a good diagnostic <laughs> tool. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know some country doctors check that way. But, but this is Frisco, man. This has been built up. Oh, okay. Maybe back in the old days of Frisco. Yeah. All right, give us a little music, Scott. There you go. Layla, Suzanne, David, and Scott. Gordon. 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 Did you guys notice the story on the front page of the Dallas Morning News this morning? No, I didn't. I haven't seen the paper, Gordon. Layla? I've seen the front page of the sports section this morning. You've seen it? Sports section, not the actual newspaper. Suzanne? No, I haven't seen the paper, honey. We don't get it. Well, neither have I. I was looking to see if anyone had seen anything on there. No. There's a story on the front page of the paper. An adoption has occurred. Somebody has adopted a baby, someone famous, or at least known. Kay Bailey Hutchison and her husband have adopted an infant baby girl. How old is she? She is 58, and he is 68. Oh, my. Wow. He's going to be dead before the kid's in kindergarten. Right. And this has already got everyone a buzz talking about, well, you know, I'm sure there'll be great parents for the few remaining years on the earth. But, I mean, it's kind of sad for this kid to be an orphan by the time they're in, you know, second grade. Well, what's the circumstances of the adoption? Is it a well, I think they paid baby? a lot of money and just, you know, got a, a white baby. Is that what it is? Just a regular white baby? Or, or is, it a, is it a kid in need kind of thing? Is it like one of those damaged goods Romanian babies? <laughs> yeah, it's in the as-is section. <laughs> no, um, and by the way, Suzanne, I was offended that you used white baby in there. Dave said white baby. I just repeated it. Dave? I No, you said white baby, Suzanne. I said this is some kind of third world baby is what I said. Hmm. Well, you're politically incorrect. <laughs> it's a world that happens to be third. <laughs> okay, um... I'm trying to look through the article to find out uh, as to the nationality of the baby. Does it's it, like a Vietnamese baby. Does it say if she's uh, had kids before, either her own or adopted? I don't think she has. To be quite honest with so you, Dave, there's, there's so, the story is so long that I merely glanced at the title. <laughs> oh, so you just went with the headline. Yeah, okay, wait a second. Uh, Miss, Mr. Hutchinson has two grown daughters from a previous marriage. That is a little seedy. Uh, but it doesn't say whether Mrs. Hutchinson has any children. Hmm. So she waited until she was, what did you say, 58? 58. You, she waited until she was 58 and a busy congresswoman right. to adopt a child. That's right. Her, that's her first child that she's I, raised? I believe so. That's amazing. Uh, adoptions cost $12,000 to $40,000, uh, so on and so on. Well, I can't find what it says, what the baby is. It says the baby is a four-month-old and li has lived with the Hutchinson since shortly after her birth. 
Do you think back in the early 70s, do you think I cost 12 to 40 grand? No. Your, your cost was whatever it took to open the door and lift the blanket off the basket, <laughs> which was nothing. Uh, yeah, because you were, you were a disadvantaged baby, weren't you, Dave? Yeah, like fetal alcohol or something like that? <laughs> no. You no. sure? Yeah, pretty sure. Layla, were you adopted? No, I wasn't adopted. Would you mind if, if, uh, if I adopted you? Hmm. I'd tear that you depends. up. <laughs> You'd wear depends? I said What'd that you say? depends. That uh, depends. On what? She'd play baby. I don't know. Wear depends around the house. I go to college. Can you get me a new car? If you got me a car, you could adopt me. Yes. Okay. All right. Sure, I've got a few extra cards. Okay, that works. I'll give you the one that I'm driving from Frank Parr right now. What's that? Chevy Avalanche. Chevy? Hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll have to give it back when they sell it, though. <laughs> yeah, right. I always get a panic call from Frank Parr. Hey, bring in the vehicle. We just sold it. Um, so are we all against this, or are we all in the middle on it? I mean, they're probably going to be very good parents, and they're obviously... Well, and the kid's going to have a life of privilege, so, right? you know... But is it better for, for the, the kid? Is it better for the kid to have the 58-year-old mommy and the 96-year-old dad? Um, He's not that old. And and have the life of privilege and have a lot of benefits like that. The, what comes with that, and attendant to wealth, or having a young couple that may be poor, but um, but at least they're young and will be there to see the, you know, the child go to college. Well, the child's still going to be probably a minor when the parents both die. Who's, I mean, is there a contingent plan for who's going to take care of this? Yeah, I think Phil Graham inherits it if Kay Bailey <laughs> passes on. <laughs> well, but on the flip side of that coin, though, say the kid is placed with a, a young married couple and then they, you know, die in a car wreck next week. You know, you can't really predict yeah, but lifespan. So you're guaranteeing the car wreck? No. I'm just saying that... You're going to cut some brake lines or something? No, I'm just saying that you can't... To teach the poor people a lesson. Right because they don't deserve to live. But you can't really... Jeez. You can't necessarily... Legislate morality? Well, no, you can't, you can't definitively say, you know, that the, the kid is going to enjoy, you know, his parents more, you know, in, enjoy more time with his parents in this instance over another instance. Because you all can't right. guarantee lifespan. All right, well, Dave, you're, you're adopted all the time, so you, I should appeal to you on this. If you had your choice of... Poor couple who will see you go to North Texas and then flounder around all throughout your 20s bouncing from job to job. Or... You mean my current situation? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or having a, a power couple adopt you, but they're older and they may die when you're, you know, in sixth grade. Um, Which would you choose? In the latter scenario, do I have a trust fund? Yes. Uh, I take the latter scenario. You know, one of the worst things for a child to ever have to deal with, especially at that age, is to lose a parent. And then you're talking about losing both parents before they're the age of 18. I don't know if a kid's going to have a really hard time recovering from that. Uh, not if he does it himself. Well, hey, I have a what? question. Yes, Layla. Okay, well, don't most, you know, children of senators and, you know, prestigious people like that hardly ever see their parents because they're always in, like, prep school 2,000 miles away or something like not that? Not always. Not always, but yes, uh, that, that is a... That is a version of the rich, influential parent. Yeah, so chances are a kid's not going to really see his parents all that much anyway. He probably won't even know their birthdays. I don't know my parents' birthdays. 
I know mine. Really? Yeah. Suzanne, do you know my parents' birthdays? Yeah. Oh. Well, well give me give me some copy points on that at some point. I will. That's why you married me, so I'd remember him. All right. Um, see, I'm kind of with Suzanne on this. Are you actually. not hearing the music? We need a bank. Oh, we do? Bank. Okay, bank. It's the Tickets Guys Night Out, Thursday at the Beagle on Greenville, just north. At the Circuit City in Frisco, we're on the northeast corner of uh, Preston and 121. Stop by and see us if you live up Frisco Way. We don't get up here near enough, nearly enough. And uh, so we'd like you to come by and pick up a guy's guide and say hello to our ticket chicks out here. we got Angie and Alice out here, starting with the A's. And we also uh, have a guest on the phone. This is uh, Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne. Hi. I think we're basically done with you. Yeah. Unless you have anything to add to the program. I think that was out. Later. <laughs> All right, that was Suzanne. Thank her for joining us on these women's issues. We had a women's issue roundtable earlier. I don't know if you had a chance to tune into that. Where we play it next hour. Yeah, okay. Transcripts are available. Yeah, uh, Burrell's transcripts in 1995 in a self-addressed stamped envelope. All right, Dave, coming up here in just a few moments at 11 o'clock, we're going to hear some special, special audio. Oh, we are. Now, what's our selections here? Uh, Robin Hood. Okay, I say yes on that. You'd say yes, like as in... Not at 11, okay. necessarily, but yes, we should hear it. Okay. It's kind of quick hitting. Uh, we have uh, hardline serial commercials. Yes, we should probably get to those, although they're very vulgar in a distance. Uh, we have Andy Panda. Uh, can probably uh, do without him. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Oates talking about crop circles. Uh, within the questionable file. Uh, we've got uh, football half the way with Chan Gailey. Yeah, I want to hear that. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, I want to hear that. And we have my interview with Terry Bradshaw, too. And yes on that one. All right, so I, I believe we have uh, Robin Hood, Hardline Serial Ads, Fake Chan Gailey, and Terry Bradshaw that we'll hear from in this next hour. Oh, boy, it's going to be a bit intensive. That's jam-packed. Yes, you, it what is. What do you want to hear at 11 so uh, Scott can get to work on that? Well, the longest one, I believe, is the Terry Bradshaw interview. Yeah, it's like five minutes. Okay, so we can't do that at 11, because now we break at 11.03, don't we? Right, yeah. All right, well, Ro then... Robin Hood was kind of quick hitty. if you want to just do that. <laughs> okay, let's do that. All right. Let's get a little quick hitty on you. Monday... 8.20 there, Scott. Week, All right. Week one. As we always do at 10.54, or 10.55, I'm sorry, on Saturdays, we hit the phones. So give us some music, and let's hear what the community has to say. 214-787-1310 is our telephone number. Hello. You're on the rant with Community Reaction. Hey, I want to vote no on the serial commercials. Okay, They're no. I'm tired the first time. Baby, okay. Baby. I guess that's it. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. I'm doing fine. Is this Donald Duck? No, no, I was here to Corby. Where's Corby? You're what? Where's Corby? Yeah. He's out at some golf course, I guess, isn't he? Oh, uh, but I got rushed out of my golf course. You need. That's some rain? Oh, yeah, that's some rain. I got washed out. Where's Corby? Where's Corby? Yeah. Well, Davey just answered your question. Oh, well, I'm about to get off. Where's Corby? 
You miss him. Sweet, sweet Corby. Oh, my God. Sweet, sweet Corby, yeah. I want to show my new toy. What? I want to show him my new toy. Something about you serving Tui. No, I want to show him my new toy. You getting that, Dave? No. You have to remember, I'm listening down line, so it's even more garbled to me. I wanted to show my new toy. <laughs> I can't understand any of it. Wait, what is your name? Wait, what? You're showing me your new what? My new toy. Your new toy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ready? Take the music out, Scott. What is your name? Yes. Dope smoking Donald Duck. You rock the ganj? Yeah. You have kind of a deep laugh. Your cracker. Mike Reiner. Mike Reiner, yeah. yeah. He's on the hard line. <laughs> yeah. You got to hear about Mike Reiner. Will you do me a favor and give us a liner? Yeah. Okay, your impression of Mike Reiner. Okay. Okay.
Dallas-Fort Worth, KTBK Sherman Dennison, KTDK Sanger. Here's the Robin Hood bit. Robin Hood himself in Sherwood Forest. Good morning, Robin Hood. Hello, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm the man who came up with the plan. Oh, you're uh, the man. Yes, Robin Hood. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't work. <laughs> I've been listening to your comments, Javarina. And I totally disagree with you. Why's that? Well, in Sherwood Forest, for example, mm -hmm. in the SFISD, <laughs> did you know that only 10% of our students passed the pass test? Oh, boy, that's terrible. We are not an exemplary school. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it. And let me clarify, Jub Jub. Mm -hmm. We do not want all of Jub Jub's money, just the VOTS money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Give not going to do you much good. some of that Jerry Jones grill. <laughs> well, you sound awfully hip, Robin Hood. Yes, yes, I'm very happy today. <laughs> Why are you very happy today? I'm up here in Plano. Oh, yeah. I just received the new combo to their vaults. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take some of their money with you. Hey, what happened to Rocco? Oh, he left a couple years ago, yeah. Really? Yeah. He just wanted to roll his R. That's the only reason you brought him up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, I'm the one who placed Rocco at the ticket. You did? Yes, we wanted some uh, less talented people there to even things out. <laughs> <laughs> See, that wasn't fair. No, it wasn't. <laughs> hey, listen, call me, Robin Hood, if you have any more questions on this issue. Okay, okay. Or, or if you can't reach me, call my brother, Kittle, and uh, if I'm not available, he will answer the question. What? What was your brother's name? Literal. Oh, okay. okay. I'm, I thought that was literal. Yes. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Yeah. Hey, do you know what else I do? What? Uh, evidently a cooking show. All right. So it's a little weird time sounding. Excuse me. What else do you do, quickly? I steal baby arms from the rich and give them to the poor. Oh, right. good. <laughs> Goodbye, Robin Hood. All right, that's uh, Robin Hood from Sherwood. 1103 Sports Radio 1310, the ticket, the Gordon Keith Show at Circuit City in Frisco, their grand opening. Stop by here and uh, take advantage of some of the great deals that they have going on. Buy yourself a camcorder or a big screen television set. Coming up next, we're going to hear the very tense interview that Gen X Davey did with Terry Bradshaw. You don't want to miss it. That's next. When it comes to the Cowboys, it's all about options, buddy. First and... Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. This is the Gordon Keith Show. We're live at Circuit City in Frisco, Texas. Stop on by here with the northeast corner of, I guess, Preston and 121. And it's their grand opening. So take advantage of the deals that they got. You know, when they have grand openings, they always roll out the big deals, get people in here. And that's why we're here, to get people in here. So stop by and pick yourself up a ticket t-shirt, talk to our ticket chicks. We got Alice and Angie out here. 
All right, uh, joining me as always is Gen X Davy Lane. David, how are you? Good, good. Glad to hear that, Dave. Good, good. Now, you had an uncomfortable interview with Terry Bradshaw recently. Yeah, it was somewhat uncomfortable. He had a book signing on Monday at the Barnes & Noble on uh, Northwest Highway right by North Park Mall. Uh-huh. And uh, I happened to be the last one that he talked to. Uh, I was able to get in under the wire in the little press availability window that they had before he started signing his books. Yes, David. And the subject of the ticket came up a couple of times. He did a, a interview with... A Bob, vampire? No, with Bob Sturm on TXEN. And, you know, of course, Bob mentioned that, you know, he was on the ticket, but, you what? know, he wasn't one of the bad guys who rips him, you know. Yeah, he yeah. laid it off all on us, right? Yeah, you know how Bob distances from the ticket when it suits his purposes. Right. I think he distances with his Yoda ears, too. Yes. So the subject of the ticket came up a couple times, and... Um, and Terry was like, you know, he's like, I don't have anything against those guys at the ticket. I just think sometimes they're mean and, you know, I don't like doing hateful interviews and stuff like that. See, I agree with him. Yeah, I do, too. I think some guys on the station are mean. And uh, so anyway, he didn't know that I was with the ticket. And then so when I came over, I said, uh, you know, hey, I'm Dave Lane. I'm, I'm with the ticket, but I promise this won't be a hateful interview. Hopefully it'll be kind of funny. And he, you know, he was like, oh, no problem. He was like, oh, you know, I don't want to name any names. He says, no big deal. He was real nice about it. But there was a little bit of tension in the interview, I guess. Uh-huh. So, well, okay. Thank you, Dave. Well, I thought you were going to talk to me or something. <laughs> no, I'm ready to hear the interview. You ready? Yeah, let's hear it. So all of a sudden we need. Okay, here's Dave Lane interviewing Terry Bradshaw. Here with Terry Bradshaw. First off, what do you think is funnier, Cannonball Run or The Man Show? <laughs> I've never seen The Man Show. You believe that? But uh, the Cannonball Run is uh, on a scale of one to ten. Uh, Cannonball Run gets a six. The Man Show I've never seen. I give the Man Show a seven. <laughs> been drinking. All right. Oh, is uh, is Jimmy Kimmel as unfunny in person as he is on TV? He's not funny in person, but extremely funny on TV. I think. In person, he's kind of shy. Have you met him? No, I haven't met him, but I've heard you guys have a rivalry. Is that just shit? No, 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 that's good TV. Uh, no, where it is? No, we get along real well. Matter of fact, I talk to his mom and dad all the time on the, on the telephone. Barbara, is she a sweet, is she as sweet and clean as she seems? Jelly, yeah. how do you want her? What do you think? Uh, I think she's a little bit dirty. Like a little bit country, that country song? No, she is a Jillian Hyper. Um, very funny. Doesn't take herself serious. Does no weather. Does no weather. Really? Do you have a meteorological degree? Uh, no. As far as I'm concerned, she does. For sure. <laughs> right, now, outside of broadcasting, your big thing these days is uh, the breeding of horses. Right. You have a ranch out in Westlake. Do you ever pull on the gloves and get down in there? No. Up inside? Yeah, you have people that do that for you? Yeah, doctors do that. I'm not going up in there, man. I wouldn't know what I have if I... Well, here I got... Hey, boys, I got... What is this? Well, pull it out. Let's look at it. No, I'm not doing that. Oh. I, I mean, I do everything, but I'm not going up in there. No, the vet, he comes and does all that stuff. Nah. Mm-mm. All right, follow-up question. Uh, what's what's bigger, a quarter horse or a mean Joe Green? Oh. I'll tell you what. You can uh, control a quarter horse. You know, you can't control Joe Green. What about the nether regions? The what regions? Oh. Nether regions. I don't know what a nether region is. What's a nether region? It's Louisiana. Like the 
the baby maker and all that? Oh, oh my God. I don't even understand that. Who wrote that? Where's that? Where'd you get that? I don't know. All right, when you were drafted... Wasn't your question, was it? I, I, I don't know where I was going with that. All right, when you were drafted back in 1970, you had a lot of criticism. A lot of people right. made claims that, no, he can't read. That's right. But, but you showed them because you went and wrote a book, right? I don't think the book had anything to do with it. Uh, I think Super Bowls had something to do with it, but... Um, actually, this book I got out right now. If you go, you got kids? You married? No. Uh -uh. You have children? Well, you know, no, not that I know. Say, there's Screw a good, I got, actually, colors come with my book. You can get okay. colors. Page 48. You can actually. You don't use that term book, anymore. So. Right. You can write a book. Anybody can write a book. I don't That's think I have anything interesting to say though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. According to these questions, you. Pretty deep thinker, as far as I'm concerned. Are, are there any? Ooh. All of people over the ticket think pretty deep, don't they? Ooh. Oh, oh so, yeah. yeah. Are, are there any anecdotes in the book that uh, involve two boxcars and a hobo? No, no two boxcars, no hobos. <laughs> Do you have a favorite anecdote from the book? Uh, no. Do you still hate sports radio? I'm not crazy about sports radio. Good. I don't like it when people are mean. I, I can't tolerate that. I don't mind opinions. And I know you're going to take this back and they're going to bash it again, and that's fine. But I don't like people that are mean. Oh. I don't think that's that's what life's all about. I don't mind them not playing the game. I don't mind that. Because right. I don't know anything about a lot of sports, but I don't like it when people are mean. What about George people? Dunham? Does he get on your nerves? Oh. Hmm. George, George Dunham? I don't pay attention to George Dunham. <laughs> I've listened. I've heard all these guys because the guy that works for me has the ticket on all the time, and he knows it. When I get in my truck, it better not be on there. And the other day, I turned on my truck, and there it was, 1310, the ticket. Mm -hmm. So he came in yesterday. <laughs> he came up to the house, and I said, you've been driving my pickup, hadn't you? He said, no. I said, then why is my truck on 1310? He started laughing. <laughs> oh, George. Uh, George do, you, do you remember meeting him out uh, yeah. last week in L.A.? No. Mm -hmm. He uh, he was the goofy guy that Jerry introduced you to at the Cowboy Media oh, Party. Is that right? It was dark in there. No, I don't remember. He said it was a really awkward meeting that Jerry dragged him over to talk to you, right? and you kind of blew him off or something. I don't I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, mm -hmm. hey, you know, I love everybody, man. <laughs> the well, ticket, Donovan. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time okay, today. Good luck with the book. I look forward to reading it. I'm going to wait for the paperback to come out. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if you can't read, David, I did an audio like version of the book. Oh, and really? you can get that, and you can plug it in. You can listen to it, and you won't have to read it, all right? And it's, a, it's, a, it's like three hours, so there you are. Wow. Such, they, what, get that. That's like a drive to Austin with Terry Bradshaw there sitting are. there with me. If you can stand it, that's what you do. Get that, put it in. When you get to Austin, sling it over the river. All right, thanks very much. What? Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, that's uh, Gen X Davies. 17 Sports Radio, 1310, the ticket to Gordon Key Show. That was Gen X Davies' interview with Terry Bradshaw. A couple of tense moments there, David, but I felt you handled it very well. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a he's a very nice, very engaging guy. So, he, you know, even though there were moments of tension, he never made me feel uncomfortable. See, that's the thing. I, after listening to that, I mean, I softened on Terry Bradshaw. Because all I hear is George Ragnar. Yeah. You're, but he seems like such a nice guy. Yeah, you're just getting one side of the story. You're just getting George's side. And then somebody told me he was getting a divorce. I don't know. I don't that know. That was in the paper. I don't know about that. No, don't applaud that. I thought it was in the paper just recently. But, you know, I, he was my idol when I was growing up when I was a kid. Why? Just because I loved the Steelers. When I was a... You love the Cowboys? Well, I grew up in New York, and I, you know, I had no idea. My dad wasn't a big football fan, so 
all I knew about football was that the Steelers won a lot of Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I was a little kid in elementary school, I was a bandwagoner. You know, Steelers were good, so I liked the Steelers. And, you know, Terry Bradshaw was, you know, kind of the poster boy for the, the Steelers. So, I, you know, I always thought he was great, and I never had a problem with him. Did you get his autograph after the interview? No. Uh-uh. Why not? You too cool for that? No, it's just unprofessional. I don't, I don't really... You had a Barnes & Noble, weren't you? Yeah, but I, I don't really care about autographs. Hey, you know what? I was thinking, actually driving up here today to the Circuit City in Frisco, where we're doing the show live. I've got, like, several things that I probably ought to sell on eBay. Because I'm not a big autograph guy either. But I have some things that are probably worth money. The only, the only autograph that I have that I value, um, I have, a, you know, a pennant, a Dallas Cowboys pennant from, uh, from 1984, I guess. It was their 25-year anniversary season. Uh-huh. And so it's got the special uh, silver season little star on it, their special logo from that year, and it says Dallas Cowboys on it. And uh, I got it signed, gosh, I guess it was probably five or six years ago, I got it signed by Tom Landry one day when he came up to the station. Tom Clandry? Yeah, Tom Clandry. And so that's like the one piece of memorabilia that I have signed that I actually is a, you know, like a prized possession. Otherwise, I could care less. Well, I have some smaller things like uh, some Michael Johnson autograph thing. I don't know if anybody would be interested. Somebody might be interested in that worldwide. Yeah, probably in Europe more um, so than here. I have some Jason Kidd autograph basketballs, miniature basketballs. <laughs> But my, my prized possession, as far as autographs goes, is probably this red three-ring binder I used to use. It's such an odd piece of memorabilia, though. Well, I didn't intend it to be memorabilia. It just kind of started that way. It, you remember seeing this thing? Yeah, I remember. It was your, your work binder where you'd, do, you know, you'd jot down all your ideas and all your bits and stuff. Right. And, uh, and of course, whenever we had an athlete in the studio or out at Yewa Creek when we used to do shows out there, I used to get them just to sign the notebook. And if you look on it, there's, there's probably about five Hall of Famers on there. Uh, some that will be Hall of Famers. Troy Aikman signed it. And then some really obtuse, like, local media spares. Yeah, Susie Woodhams from Channel 8, or formerly of Channel 8. She was on there. But I have Barry Switzer. I think I have Tom Landry, uh, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders. And then, like, you know, Nate Newton, Stepnoski, and a bunch of other, um, a bunch of other cowboys. Uh, Mike Madonna. Um, who else? It seems like there's another big international uh, name like Pete Rose. It's not Pete Rose, but somebody like that mm -hmm. who came through. And it's all on this one uh, notebook, signed in permanent marker on the outside in black, all of them. That's always kind of the, um, the American dream, that something you have that you didn't realize was worth anything ends uh -huh. up being worth a lot. You know, like... That's like that's the whole allure of like eBay or like the uh, antique roadshow on PBS. Right. People are just hoping to win the lottery that they they have something that somebody else is going to want to pay a lot of money for. So my question is, should I sell it now? Should I keep it because you know one day when I'm old I'm going to look back at this job and go, man, I had a fun time. God, look at all these people. I don't remember meeting all these people. And well, you need a, you need to have proof. Show your grandkids that. You're not a senile old man that you actually had a job on radio yeah. and you met people. As I'm going on about all these people that I've met and they just think I'm nuts. Right, yeah. All right, our third option would be uh, hang on to it and wait for all these people to either get in the Hall of Fame or die. 
and then it's worth a lot more. Right. Yeah, it's too early in the game, I think, to sell, especially if you don't need the money. Well, I need the money. Okay, well, then sell it. Let's take offers right now. All right. Hi, you're on the ticket. Got a question. Okay. Is USC work, I mean, playing today? Good question. Uh, Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Check the paper. Hello. Hello. You want to bid on my folder? Uh, no. Okay. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Do you want to bid on my folder? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. The answer to my question, USC Planet Air, or are they not? <laughs> Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Do you want to bid on my folder? Yeah. Yeah. No, it sucks. What? He said it sucks. Oh. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Do you want to bid on my autograph folder? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll give you $200. All right. That's the starting bid. Appreciate it. We won't get your name and number, so we won't contact you, but appreciate the bid. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. The current bid is at $200 for my folder with about five Hall of Famers on it and some other stuff. This is a no-reserve auction. F. Russ Martin. <laughs> Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Yes, my bid is for 3.5 baby arm, baby arm. What? Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. We're accepting bids for my autographed folder. Oh, Davey, this is the guy with the stoma that you ran into in eighth grade. At Irving Mall in Dillard's. How are <laughs> yeah. you, sir? I'm wonderful, Davey. How are you, Davey? Oh, it's been a while. Are you doing okay? I'm good, and you? Oh, I'm well. Thank you for asking. Now, Dave, just to recount the story for everyone, uh, when you first met this gentleman, it was at Irving Mall. It was around Christmas time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was... Uh, it was in the men's section of Dillard's at Irving Mall, uh -huh. and a friend of mine and I, we were shopping, and a, this gentleman who happens to be confined to a wheelchair and happens to have a stoma yes, uh, came over to us and asked us how we were doing and uh, asked us if we were having a good Christmas, and then he said to us that the way his Christmas would be complete is if we would give him a hug. And then you ran off the No, I think I gave you a hug. I gave you a, a tense hug, and then we ran away. Oh, he's crying, Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up all those memories just then. Because you ran off and left him, and there he was with a stoma in a wheelchair. I want to make a pad on your boulder court. Oh, the guy, Stoma in wheelchair, wants to make a bid on my folder, David. Oh, okay. What's your bid? $200 and a broken-down wheelchair. $200 oh. and a broken-down wheelchair. Oh. Do you need a new wheelchair, Stoma man? Yes, I do. Very bad. I have no spokes on my wheelchair. You have what? I don't have any spokes. Oh, there's no spokes. They've all fallen out? Well, then oh. what's holding the wheel around the hub? A little, little duct tape. A duct tape is uh, holding it yeah. together. Oh, that's so sad. You, we probably sh maybe I should sell my folder to raise money for your wheelchair. You need all your spokes to ring out in Boston. No, Toby used all the spokes in my wheelchair to ring out in Palm. Somebody wearing a thong. What was that, Dave? I missed it. Well, Stoma Man, we're hearing the music, so we're going to have to leave you. That's very sad, happy dude. That's very sad, happy? Yes. Okay. Well, call us back next week, Stoma guy. Stay tuned okay. for Chan Gailey next, Stoma, Stoma man. On the ticket.
You want sports. We've got sports. Ticket tickers with the latest sports news at 10, 30, and 50 past the hour. Breaking sports news first, guaranteed. And every one of our shows originates here in Dallas-Fort Worth. We live here. We go to the games here. We hang out in the locker rooms here. On the northeast corner of Preston and 121, we're actually on Preston. Stop by here, pick yourself up some uh, ticket t-shirt maybe, maybe a CD. Say hello to our ticket chicks, Angie and Alice. And Texadelphia brought some food out here so you can pick yourself oh, up a sandwich. dang it. That's oh. one of our favorites, Dave, Texadelphia. Yeah, I wonder when that new uh, McKinney is gonna, location is going to open up. That's when we always went to, and they closed it down because they're going to build a hotel down there in Uptown. Yeah, but they uh, they secured the old Lulu's Bait Shack, though. Remember? Oh, Remember yeah. That? Oh, but that's I, right. But I don't know when they're going to open. Can't wait for that. You know who was down here to deliver this Texadelphia? Who? Trey Doss, the guy who used to work at the ticket. Oh, yeah. Now works for Texadelphia. The guy who, last I had seen him before I went in the other day for, uh, for a sandwich, was in the Sistine Chapel in Rome. <laughs> I remember you telling me about that. Most confusing thing ever. Tell that story. Tell well, I was, just, I was just soaking up the, the grandeur of the, the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, it was when uh, Suzanne and I went all throughout Italy, and so I'm sitting there, we're in Rome, we had just, you know, we'd done the Vatican, and, and we're, you know, touring the Vatican Museum, which the Sistine Chapel is part of that. Uh, is that appropriate to say that we did the Vatican? Yeah, we did the Vatican. We, uh, we christened the Vatican, and... Um, so we're in the Sistine Chapel, and you're looking up, and it, it really is, a, it's very, it can be, it can be a very spiritual and emotional experience. So I'm looking up at this, and they've restored it, and the colors are very brilliant, and uh, it just floors me. I'm sitting there, I have tears running down my face, looking up at this thing, watching, you know, the allegory of God creating man, or at least the, the visual allegory of it, you know, of him, uh, the representation of him touching the finger. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Anyway, so... And as I'm looking up at this, I hear Gordo. And I turn around, and there's Trey Doss from the ticket there. I mean, of all places, the Sistine Chapel. I mean, it would have even been better if we were out maybe in the sculpture garden or something like that. But in the Sistine Chapel to see him, it was shocking. <laughs> so there we are in the Sistine Chapel talking about fake Jerry and stuff. I think we soiled that place. Yeah, you cheapened it a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, he brought some sandwiches out here to Circuit City. <clears throat> you know, Sistine Chapel and, and this Circuit City in Frisco remind me a lot of each other. How so? Well, they're just both very well taken care of, and you can tell it's special to a lot of people and to a lot that goes on. It is special. All right, Dave, uh, we're ready to hear from Chan Gailey. Yes. Now, this happened yesterday on the hard line. It sounded like they were kind of taken by surprise. Yeah, they were, which is odd because they were supposed to throw it to the bit as football all the way, and that didn't really happen. No, I thought it was football half the way. Football half the way, right. Yeah, because they did begin uh, football all the way with Barry Switzer, the ever-popular segment, returns for a second season this year. So they thought that they would also, as a supplement to that programming, they would have football half the way with Chan Gailey. And let's take a listen to how the first episode went. Center and just breaks. Let's go to Chan in Miami. You're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Way there, hardliners. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I was calling in for my new segment. For your new segment? Football halfway. 
okay. Football half the oh, way. Oh, you mean this is Chan Gailey, the former Cowboys coach? I expect that's about the whole of it, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, all right. How you doing? How you been? I was doing all right. I was just sitting a spell on the porch watching the June bugs bounce off the vapor light. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you on football half the way, Chan. Yeah. Hey, listen, I just fetched a pail of buttermilk. You want us to draw you a glass? Yeah, I'd love to have a glass of buttermilk. Yeah. Oh, I can't find a glass. You just want to take it off the dipper? Yeah, that'll be good. The dipper? <laughs> what have you been doing? How is it down there in Miami and being the offensive coordinator of the Dolphins? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> that old milk cow calf last night up in the North 40. <laughs> It did? Yeah, so I saved the umbilical cord for some stew. Oh, you did? Oh, that'd be good. Oh, gosh. And, and Daddy, Daddy told me he'd give me his Dodge if I mowed the field up <laughs> north of the tank out beyond the fire break. You gonna do that? Yeah, I sure do fancy that cornet. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, yeah. going on with you? what's going on in the football? <laughs> Yeah. What? That's what I thought. Yeah. I, I, hey, I got in trouble a week ago come Monday. For what? what? I got a tear in my Sunday pants. <laughs> oh, no. How'd you do that? Yeah, I fell out of a tree and got caught up on a nail. What were you doing in a tree? Ripped the back of my breeches out. <laughs> what were you doing in a tree? Oh, I was looking over, seeing if I could see old man Rimshaw's place. Could you? Yeah, it's up over the dale. <laughs> well, what was going on over there? Oh, nothing much. His old four square just standing there. His what? Four square. God. That's the type of house. Well, I think we're getting the old gotta go here, Chan. All right, hey, listen, I was just selling some peas, and I was looking at the game on the picture box. Didn't know if y'all wanted to talk about it. <laughs> well, call us next week with football half the way. Mama played washed-up bass last night, and we sang a hymn. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm late for a pock look out at the church house. All right, we'll see you later. All right, Dean, that's football halfway. Interrupter next, 544. Really? Oh, really? 11:39, Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Who are you talking to? Oh, I'm talking to a friend of mine out here. I'll do the show. Oh, yeah. Well, we were during a bit. No, me, we man. were coming back. Oh, we were? Yeah. Well, this guy's a cop. I don't want to mess with him. He's what? asked me what about my stolen avalanche. He's running the plates on the avalanche. Uh-oh. Okay, uh, that was Chan Gaither with football half the way. Moderate success there. Yeah, I think so. I enjoyed it. All right, and uh, also coming up this hour... Although we only have 20 minutes left, we got a lot to pack in, don't we, Dave? No, we don't. What do you mean we don't? We're, di we're bailing out? No, I'm just saying, what do we have to pack in? Well, we were going to do the two commercials. Uh, I don't know about that. What do you mean you don't know? Just because that one guy voted against it? Yeah. And because and we're kind of out of time. Well, what's the hot spot doing? We can go into their time. Well, I guess we could if you really want to hear it. Hey, did you hear about that 14-year-old kid that was in the Little League? Yeah, I was going to ask you if you had an opinion on that, because I guess they verified. They got paperwork from the Dominican Republic verifying that he's 14. We you can, can uh, turn off the yeah, organ you music. You can lose the insane. <laughs> yeah, so the kid, was he like the winning pitcher or something? I haven't followed the story since no, the beginning. Uh, 
he was on the the team from the Bronx that finished third. Okay. But he was the he was the kid who pitched a perfect game in uh, one of the previous, you know, I guess one of the semifinal or quarterfinal games. Uh huh. And he was like the stud on that on that Bronx team. Yeah, and he was uh, pretty celebrated and a lot talked about, right? Yeah, it, yeah. He he was on, uh, you know covers of newspapers across the country and particularly in new york where these little kids were kind of celebrated as heroes okay now help me out dave little league up to 12 years old is that it uh, I, uh yeah i guess so i guess that's the cutoff at least for this league well what's the minimum i really don't know i never played little league i played t-ball and i gave up and sucked at it so i i don't know how can you suck at t-ball I would always hit the uh, the rubber underneath the ball. Yeah, I used to I, do that too. Yeah, I'd whack the crap out of the tee, and the ball would just fall forward onto the dirt. One time in t-ball, the coach found out I was left-handed, so it made me bat left-handed, and I ran to third. <laughs> and I quit the next day. <laughs> and went on a drug-fueled binge that has not ended. No, that's what set you off? Yeah. Cocaine. That's what, it, that's what did it to me. So this kid, they find out, he's from the Dominican Republic, which it's kind of hard to track down records there. You know, if he was from the, the Bronx, it'd be a lot easier for them to find his birth certificate. Anyway, his dad provided a false birth certificate, and he's really 14 years old. And now he's been ejected from Little League. And I guess they're going to strip the uh, the Bronx team from their honors. Yeah, I think they're going to have to strip the honors from them, I guess. Yeah, they're going to have to forfeit that third-place finish. And not only not only did they lie about his age, he's been in the U.S. for a little over a year, and he hasn't been to school once. Is school a requirement for Little League? Well, I don't know that it is, but you know, the, his dad and his, I guess or his guardian, I guess, has just been uh, making him play baseball and hadn't enrolled him in school. Well, maybe he's kind of an Earl Woods. He knows where his son's future is. Yeah, maybe so. And the kid's a pitcher, right? Yeah. So he can make a lot of money someday if he doesn't burn his arm out now. Yeah. But this is going to follow him for the rest of his life, you know? Uh, you know I don't know about that. I think if he's a great pitcher and he gets around the age where a, a team really wants him, they're not going to not take him because he did this. No, they're not going to do that. But, you know, the, people are always going to say, hey, you're the kid who cheated in the Little League World Series. No. They will at first, but if he establishes himself as something beyond that, that won't ever come up again, except as a, like a trivia question, mm. in my opinion. On the ticket. It's the Tickets Guys Night Out, Thursday at the Beagle on Greenville, just north of Ross. Sweet Ticket Chick, all the Ticket Guys, Green Ticket Chick, free appetizers and soft drinks from 5 to 8, XC Ticket Chick, and free sports prizes. Bring your girlfriend or your wife, they'll bring them both. We'd like to check them out. Even Norm will be there. Full frontal nudity. He'll host family feud with you during the ticket round. Did you feel so good and healthy, you'll forget about the aloofness and air of superiority they dole out with abandon. Now introducing Greg Greco Hammer Williams Huggy Bears. New from Susquehanna Cereal. My name is Greg, and this is my cereal. I believe in Huggy Bears. That's why I endorse endorse did it. It's loaded with all the essential vitamins that have made me the man I am today. Cheese, beef, garlic, mozzarella, and Thousand Island dressing. So eat it and look like me. <laughs> That's right. Huggy Bears is an essential part of any Hicks breakfast. 
Each bowl is packed and fortified with 10 essential redneck ingredients, including venison, dirt, old pampers, yohimbi bark, casserole, and Thousand Island dressing. Come on and eat it up, you P1s. Huggy bears will add muscle in those hard-to-go areas like calves and head circumference. For limited promotional time only, each box of Huggy Bears contains a secret prize of Wise County's finest crystal meth. Packed in specially ribbed latex reservoir tips. Hey there, sweet Grego here. Hey, if you don't like the Thousand Island dressing, trust me, you'll love the condoms of crack. It'll get you going so fast you can paint seven water towers and commit 18 hate crimes in one night. Woohoo, brother! I'm sure Greg Hammer would say thank you, Huggy Bears. Thank you, Huggy Bears. And Greg, what else? Take it from me, the guy who has his pelvis on backwards. Cereal's good. Radio 1310 to ticket. The Gordon Key Show wrapping up from Circuit City in Frisco, Texas. We're on the northeast corner of 121 and, and Preston Road. We're on Preston Road near 121, northeast corner. Okay, and they'll be open all day today. We're just going in seven minutes. And thanks to Texadelphia for bringing some food out here, and thanks to Circuit City. And Circuit City has a deal right now. You get a free DVD player with the purchase of any projection TV. No way. Yes, Dave. Wow. And what is this? You could win 30 seconds in the money booth. Oh, okay. I see they got uh, one of those money booths where the bills fly around. Like singles, or are they tens, or hundreds, or what? No, I think it only fits one person at a time. I guess it's a single. No, I mean the bills. What kind of bills are in there? I don't know. Good question, but it says you can grab up to $1,000 in Circuit City cash. Now, maybe that means they have $1,000 oh. bills in there? Well, it's Circuit City cash, so it's like gift certificates or something. Maybe that's it. Anyway, uh, also they have $100 gift certificates to Dave & Buster's. Wait a second. See if this makes sense. $100 gift certificates to Dave & Buster's power cards. I guess those are two separate things. I guess they're trying to show you a spectrum of things they're offering. Huh. I got it. Mm. All right, so stop by uh, Circuit City up here in Frisco. Uh, another new store up here in Frisco. They're building quite a community out here. All right, Dave, uh, time to check in with the brand-new show on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket known as the Kevin Scott Richard Hunter Show. Well, we were discussing what exactly we're going to call this because I, I think it should be... The Doogie Show featuring Big Dick Hunter, special guest host, Kevin Scott. Is Doogie gone? No. No, he's not been fired or anything. No, no they, they haven't fired him again. Okay. No, Doogie has high school football commitments that conflict with him doing anything basically Thursday through Saturday. Well, he needs to get his priorities straight. Yes. High school football will never be anything in Texas. <laughs> You don't think it'll ever catch on? No, it's not going to catch on. You think this whole thing is just a fad? Yes. Kind of like the internet? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with people dying left and right. What? On the field. Mm -hmm. I don't me. know if they're dying left and right. No, there's I been a lot of them. A lot How of many just, of them? A lot of them are just falling forward right uh, on their face. I bet you it's single digits. Across the nation or just in Texas? In Texas. Well, but how many is too many, really? I mean, where do you draw the line? At double digits. Oh. Well, I guess we haven't drawn the line yet, then, have we? 
All right. That's a good point, but a few more expendable lives to go. So what do you guys have coming up? A whole bunch of stuff. You yeah. want to talk about the Little Leaguer? We are going to talk about that, as a matter of fact. Does that disappoint you? Does that sadden you? What, that he defrauded those kids? Yeah, that a whole lot of other Little Leaguers across the nation were pretty much robbed of their chance to, to be move third. forward in the, well, maybe. But they, maybe they would have taken on the team that beat uh, the Bronx and beaten them. You never know. That's, that's why they play the game. That's the real problem with it is you know That is why they play the game, Kevin. <laughs> you don't know what sort of ripple effect that actually would have had had he not been in the game. Now, do you guys think if you were... Dave? You all right? Dave? I'm fine. You know CPR? Oh, okay. Do you think if you were 14, could you have dominated? Does two years make that much of a difference? I mean, is this kid just special, or is it, or did he have that much of an advantage being two years older? I think that the, the two years made that much of a difference. I mean, he that plus the fact that his dad didn't have him in school for 18 months, and what? all he did was eat crap and play baseball. He had a lot of and time it, to practice. Yeah, he just went to, to baseball camp for a year and a half. So I, th I think the two years made that much of a difference. I, I couldn't have done it because I sucked. But, I mean, I think he's a good pitcher who he wouldn't dominate other 14-year-olds, but he dominated the 12-year-olds. I, I think that the – I agree. I think the two years makes a big difference because you're talking – that's a pretty good percentage of his life there. Yeah, I mean, and you – I don't think you mature as much from 10 to 12 as you do from 12 to 14. Right. I mean, you're getting hair on the sack by the time you're 14, I think. Now, what's that now? I, w I was going to say, I'll bet he really stuck out in the locker room. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe if he was excited, he would, but he probably... Maybe, yeah. he, maybe he nared. That'd be smart. Maybe his guess. dad kept nair on him. He could have. <laughs> I don't think, though, Latinos, they don't get as hairy as everybody else, do they? Oh. Now, they'll grow a you mustache. You ever gone out with a Hispanic girl? Uh, you ever seen no. a 14-year-old Hispanic boy naked? No, I haven't. Well, then I don't know Not how in the you last know. Well, you need to spend more time on the Internet, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what makes you think you're qualified to make that judgment, then, if you haven't. You're thinking of Asians. Observation. You're thinking of Asians. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. You know, it, it's, it's kind of weird, though, how when you get to our age, when you get to, you know, there's not that big a difference between someone that's 28 and someone that's 30. But, but there's a huge difference between someone who's 12 and someone who's 14. Well, it's because we're done oh, we already growing. made that point, didn't we? Well, I'm just saying, like, it, when you're 14 and you're, you know, messing around with a 12-year-old. Yes? Mm. You know, she doesn't know that much. But then when you're... This, <laughs> As opposed to being 14. And then when you're 16 and she's 14, she's, like, more experienced than you. I don't... No, did these did, what 12-year-old did El Monte have sex with? All of his yeah. team, right? No, no. See, the problem, Dave, was that he was in the starting air. pitcher in the Little League World Series, and the age cutoff was was beyond where his birthday was. It was the Bronx Bombers, not the Bronx Butt Boys. What? Actually, I think it was the Rolando Polino All-Stars. I'm really confused. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Gordo? Yeah, yeah, Richard. still with us? Yeah. Hey, at 110, we're going to get into Moby Talk. And I was wondering if you wouldn't mind if we borrowed Dave Lane, the music critic, for just a quick second. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, he is your intellectual property, but... That's not me that says that stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, I was watching Moby, Dave Lane, the 
Freelance Music Critic right. on HBO a couple of nights ago. You're what, right. Freelance Music Critic on HBO, Dave? No, no. Dallas Observer. Oh, right. No, I was watching Moby on that Reverb show they have. Right. And I uh, saw a couple of live cuts from his tour. And I realize he's talented. He's a well-known producer and DJ and all. Mm -hmm. But when he plays live, what does he do other than jumping jacks? I don't know. I've never seen him. I know that occasionally he'll he'll go back to his his punk roots you know uh -huh. and he'll play like uh you know live instruments and he'll do like a full-on rock show but any of those electronic acts that all they are uh, what are live instruments well i'm talking like you know tradi traditional instruments like guitar bass keyboards leaving the dat tape behind basically right. not doing karaoke well when i saw him he would like he would play an electric guitar but if that thing was turned on at all, it was so buried in the mix you couldn't hear it. Yeah. And he can't sing. He can't carry a tune. So basically, he has a very large band on stage with him, and he sort of points and directs and, and skips around the stage, and it, the, the duty of the actual musical performance sort of falls on his backup band. Mm -hmm. But yet he's the headliner of his own tour. So what do you think about all that, Dave? I, I personally think Moby's a beating. Really? I think that... Uh, I think he's one of the one of the guys that you always ask about, Richard. That that you're supposed to like. Yes, and that's why I say I like him, along with the Benz and the Beta Band, which I reference. Well, a lot the, now. yeah, but the Benz, you you've got that me messed up because that's the title of an album by Radiohead. Whoops, not a band. Uh oh. Can we dump that? So I don't want anybody to hear that. Thank you. Well, good thing we have Dave here to set you straight. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought the Benz was the name of a band. It, it very well may be, but I was referring to the Radiohead album. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, Beta Band is great. But yeah, it, um, I don't know. I don't see what's so great about Moby. Never yeah. have. You like him, Gordo? Uh, Moby? Yeah. Um, now he's well, a, when he was doing mornings on the Eagle, he sent me a mug. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, he, he is a religious guy, and you've got that kind of weird religious element to your personality you guys well, can relate it's on called that. christianity i don't know how <laughs> yeah, weird know. it is yeah and i don't know if it's a weird <laughs> aspect of his personality well and, and you're you're a big uh, literary guy too and his grandfather is uh, herman melville right isn't that where he gets most from? Is that why he names himself that? No, seriously, isn't it? That's I've heard that his grandfather yeah yeah i think the timeline's off there. no i think i or think great grandfather i don't know it's like yeah, it's like great great grandfather oh, okay. or great great uncle. and he goes by moby and his brother his goes by Dick. billy bud yeah, and then they have the middle brother whose name is Dick, like me. I like Big Dick. So, so, so then I should like his music, just because the because you're a weird religious well, fanatic. That's, that's <laughs> Davy though. Davy will tell you whether or not you should like his music. Davy, eh, I don't, I don't care for him. Nah, I don't either. I'm out on him. I do have a recommendation for you. Oh, I forgot about it last time you asked me. Yeah, it's uh. It's borderline gay. Getting, no, it's borderline getting too popular. Because right now it's like, uh, last I checked, it was like number 13 on the, the Billboard Ooh, chart. It's getting kind of close. Yeah. Great. But uh, you need to check out... Wait, 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 what is too popular? What do you mean? Well, there's the, the whole critic fave thing. You know, if, if something is popular... But, but you, don't, you don't fall victim to that, do you, Dave? No. Of course he does. That's why he's checking the Billboard charts. If he gets in the top ten, he's throwing it out. That's right. He's not going right. to listen to it anymore. No, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to guide Richard here in his musical taste because he wants to know what's cool but not too popular. Right. I want to. I want to get young girls. He wants to know what is going <laughs> to get into the 
Sweet Panties. Right. So what's this band? I need to drop their name. Who is it? Uh, gorillas. Oh, yeah. Ah, that's very good. They uh, opened up for the Benz on their last tour. <laughs> no, Gordo. The Benz is the name of a Radiohead album. Oh. Right. Okay. Well, who is Kid A? That's, that's another Radiohead album. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. There's a band, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they what happened to computer, whatever it is. Okay, that's, computer. That's okay, computer. Radiohead yeah. album. Well, I thought it was all right, computer. Boy, Dave, you and I need to take Gordo out to a beta band gig sometime. Yeah. We need to show him what's Get what. Him right. Dave, do you have the uh, new Groove Armada? No, not a big fan of theirs. Very yeah. nice. Those guys. No, suck. it's a good pickup. Yeah, Bigger pickup. No. Hey, Gordo, are you going to be out of Circuit City all day? <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay, good. But well, I'm gonna... leave, about to leave. Huh. But other than that, okay. yes. <laughs> so we can send people out to see you. Yeah. At hey, uh, Dave, the music critic. Yeah. Is uh, Chumbawamba still popular? Maybe in small parts of Scotland. Gosh, I need to move. Same places where the Proclaimers are still popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they wake up, <laughs> I know I'm going to be, going to be in a new wake up next to you. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. When I have up, what is Haver? I don't know. We really got to go, though. Can we send people out to see you? Can I come out and see you? Uh, we get off at 3. KTCK, Dallas-Fort Worth, KTDK, Sherman Dennison, KTDK, Sanger. Right now, joining us here is the head coach of the Cowboys, the great Dave Campo. The ticket's guy's guide to the Campo.